0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 40 of the All In Football Fancy Premier League show podcast. I'm your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex. And joining me today, All In is lonesome, Scott Williams. Scotty, how you doing today? Not too bad, thanks mate. Not too bad. I've been missing this podcast, to be honest. Podcast equals the fact we've got some Premier League football coming back, which is much more exciting than some of the drab we had to watch over the course of the last few days. Damn right, it is. Um, I'll uh, just uh, just touch base quickly on the like the video if you are watching this. Don't forget to subscribe to our channels and then follow us on all the football part on football P on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, and this week we'll be discussing the uh, the wild template. Game weeks nine through sixteen. Have a quick look at some injury news, some selection issues. Um, I'll review the uh, the the, our league. I'm in the league. Give out two manager of the month awards because I don't think I covered uh, August. At least I can't remember doing so. And if I did, then I'm going to do it again and then do September. And uh, we'll cover a few talking points of the season so far, uh, as well as um, having a quick look at our England ideas. That's what we're going to have a, a quick gander at anyway as well. So let's start off first of all by reviewing. The All in Football Fantasy Premier League. So, uh, managed the week last week. Our favorite Hunjan by a long, long, long way to Ravi and Beyond, named after wow. a wonderful, wonderful child. 76 points for Dimple Hunjan. Well done. Uh, you beat your husband by two points. And then someone else by one point. No, I can't remember who it was. But was it was it Jeff at seventy five? Uh, so Pope with two points. Trippier, Cancelo, Saliba, the man I said under no circumstances to pick. Uh, <laughs> Bailey De Bruyne, Martinelli, Andres Pereira, Kane, Jesus, and Captain Harland. So well done to uh, to, to Dimple Hunjan, massive green arrows, uh, and I see that she's top of her advanced Leeds office oh, league. So uh, go on, Dimple. Let's uh, let's make sure that you're uh, beating our very good friend Martin Wheel. He he always gets a negative shout out he? <laughs> every single time on this. When it brings it on uh... himself, really. Huh? Yeah, he does. I always feel a little bit mean, but uh, you know, don't worry, Martin. Uh, you, you're doing you're doing. Uh, Badly this season, just like me. Uh, Quick manager of the month award. So uh, I don't know if I shouted out Nicola Tomlinson for being manager of the month for August. Um, If I didn't, well done. You are our first manager of the month of the season. Uh, David Byrne second, and uh, Jeff Belcher in third. Scott, there you are in fifth. Say, round up the top five. Come on, Barry Stokes (laughs) and uh, and Scott Williams, and then our favourite Hughes. Will was sixth. So uh, well, well done to uh, all the August managers. And then we only had a couple of game weeks in September. So uh, a pretty, pretty poor uh, selection of football, really, it was. Mm. And obviously for passing the Queen, et cetera. Um, But Jeff Belcher topped by one point over uh, Cully Matharu. So Weldon Jeffs with uh, 126 points, Cully 125. And uh, DC, Weldon Dan Clark, 121. Steve Cousins, 116. And then Sandy Punjan rounding off the top five. And just so we all know, I was 13th. Um, in that, I'm not even on that graphic. That was no, you're, yeah, you're at 21st. Just ahead of, uh, well, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> he was 22nd. You got exactly Gosh. the same about of points. Only 27 points off top, though. Like you say, we've been a small month. It's not the end of the world, is it? No, not at all. Um, so we're going uh, to do a quick cover off of uh, the international break in terms of the injury news. So a couple of injuries to watch out for. Um, Isak, Alexander Isak, had to come back from the Sweden squad. Uh, so there's potential that he's out. So make sure you keep an eye on the in- injury news. Nathan Patterson looks like a longer term one until the end of October. So if you went for him on your wild card, that's me. Uh then uh he was my one of my bench options to come on. So unfortunately he had Southampton, he was might have even been selected this week for me. And he's um he's out. Uh and yeah, just just keep a really close eye out on other injuries when who uh, who are coming back from uh from the Nations League games and obviously traveling around the world. Some really good. Results for some players. So, for example, I think Richarlison got two goals, Mitrovic got a couple of goals, Um, Son got a goal, another goal after his ridiculous hat trick. Um, Son's scored a worldie from a free kick, I think, didn't he? It was a brilliant goal. Yeah, Um, in the 3 3 was it Costa Rica or something. Mitrovic Uh, as well, by the way. I've seen it to 50 goals. It's looking like 75 games quicker than anyone ever. Madness absolute madness but well done uh, to to him and uh, there's a reason why he is in every single template draft and everything else that comes along with it um portugal of course getting some good good returns um i think bruno got an assist and then some other some other returns diego Dallo got his first ever goal uh, so for portugal so there there was um, there was some interesting bit so because international football has been so topical i just wanted to touch base on england briefly and i wanted to get your thoughts scotty just that just a quick quick small small section on uh what you make of the nation's league and the fact that we haven't won a game in six uh and um and yeah just our form going into the world cup and then what we'll have a look at is um potentially what uh what we think the england lineup should be briefly which i will put up on the screen now scotty what do you think yeah i mean it I think if we're answering this, questions, uh, this question after 65 minutes on uh, uh, Monday my answer would be extremely worried now I think we saw enough in that last 25 minutes to show that bloody yeah, hell when we're playing in, our players in the right position playing attacking football which would that's that's our strength it's not defending we don't know that it's attacking I've got some of the best attacking players out of any country in the world um, so as soon as we played to our strength we looked different completely different team must say Saka and Mount when they came on were fantastic and you've got to give credit to the manager for that he's made two really good substitutions so I think we get carried away and I'm always the one that will always look at other teams France nearly got relegated and we all think France are an incredible team so I think the Nation League is brilliant it brings better competitive football Now, we need to get our heart in gear and get up to the top division again. So we can, I'm sure we will. Next time around, I think we'll go straight back up. But yeah, it's good because it tests yourself against some of the best teams. Look, we should have beaten Germany. Let's be honest. We're a better team on Monday, I think, by quite far. Um, And we just, you know, we played, we got edged out of a poor game, poor game by uh, Italy. So I don't think there's anything too concerned about. I don't think, People's expectations were too high anyway going into this World Cup. Um, it's a bit different. We've obviously, I think being an England fan, I know this is why I feel like we've done so well recently, we you a, a cracked tournament. So <laughs> it's kind of the way I see it. I don't know about yourself, I'll like, but. Um, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it like we do have, it, it, It's there's so many different narratives that get spun about this England team, isn't there? There's oh we've got so much strength in depth. Look at the amazing selection of talent that we've got, and then the next conversation is we we haven't got a centre back. Um, none of them are good enough to play in a four. They've got to play in a five or whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, obviously there's the Maguire debate. You know, he's he's not he's not looked good for 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 a long time for club, uh, in particular. And now he's done it. really had a really bad twenty minutes in for country, um. Yeah, it, it's I, I I don't know. I still think we can win for exactly the point you're saying. I still think we can win the World Cup. Yeah, uh, and the exact point you're saying. So um, I'll I'll come back to to the graphic that's on screen, but just in terms of form, like the only team that really shown any really good form is the Netherlands in the mm-hmm. last six. You know, they've they've won five, drawn one. Um, this is of course for European nations. I have got um, a graphic just appear for the um, um into other international teams, for example, the South Americans and et cetera. But actually, there's not really any other teams that that uh, uh, that blow me away. I mean, Spain have won three, drawn two, lost one. Um, France were not doing much better than that. They were even further down the table from what I can remember. Um, couldn't even find... There they go. Uh, France's form was uh, won one, drawn two, lost three. Yeah. Yeah, so... When and and not- we look at that France team, and I always think it's still frightening, that squad. Like, they can have... They can put two teams out and be their second team could be easily competitive to win the World Cup. It really could, um, and it wasn't the it wasn't that one I was looking for. Find it quickly, Alex. There we go. So in terms of the other form teams, you've got um, you know, Brazil and Argentina. Neither of them have lost in their last six, and they played each other and drew, I think, in that time. So you've got, I think, when I'm looking at the at the World Cup. Uh, I think the main teams we'll be looking at might be Brazil and Argentina. And then it's kind of, I think I, it's probably the most open tournaments we've had in a long time. Yeah, I don't think there's any out, out and out ones. I think we're going into the last tournament. France were probably, I would say, quite far favourites, wasn't they? With their team, they were sort of ob- overdue a win, I would mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I, would, I would just say with Brazil and Argentina, not disrespecting the South American teams, there's just not as much quality. That they play against when it's these international breaks. That's why I like the Nations League. Yeah. I agree. We're playing Thailand. against top teams like Germany, Italy all the time. So it's only going to put us in better stead when we come against, come up against uh, these better teams. I mean, I think if we win the group and win our last sixteen game, we're due. And again, in France, they're the same. We're due to meet them in the quarters, and I think that's that's going to be a real, real test, obviously for us. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I think teams that can adapt to the heat. Because mm-hmm. as much as the games are going to be late, it's gonna be hot as hell, isn't it? Yeah. Um it's it's gonna be an interesting but I agree with you. I think Brazil look amazing. Again, I've seen graphics with their uh, strength and strength and depth as well. Um, but again, un potentially underperformed for the last few World Cups, you would say. Um weirdly, Serbia and Switzerland are in decent form, and they're in the mm-hmm. same group as Brazil. So it's uh that, that, I think that I think I think it's pretty wide open. That's what I would say on that. And and before you know, obviously we we're trying to do a bit more on FPLA, but I wanted to touch base on our England, uh, you know, teams and, mm. and 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 you know, up here is the squad that just went uh, plus a few others listed on the side. Except I've got I put Phillips in instead of James Ward-Prowse, which I should have done the other way around. But um, but you know, Pickford, Pope, and Rams they seem relatively nailed on. Obviously Henderson could be could make it. But I feel like that's pretty much always going to be the three keepers it go. Third keeper's never going to play, let's be honest unless it's a freak. I think we've realized how good Pickford is. I I mean I've I've always liked Pickford. He's is you know he can make saves and his distribution is amazing. That's why he's England number one. Pope he's been terrible. good. This he's actually been quite good this season, yeah. Pickford as well. I like, I've got to give him credit because actually I think their their XG faced is the highest yeah. in the league, and they've actually not conceded as many goals anywhere near as they should do. Um In terms of defense, I, I you know James and Trippier pretty much always always going to go. Um, I'd, I'd be shocked if Shaw didn't go even if he didn't play another minute for United This, oh, this the time. way Gareth Southgate was talking about him after the game he's going <laughs> loves him loves yeah. Shaw uh, Shaw will get minutes as well everyone's like oh what if he doesn't play any games for the World Cup oh, y- Europa, you're League. Na- Europa League he's going to play for United 100% and um, um, Mal- Malassia is, is a good player but uh, he'll, he is very rotatable for United that ball um, that Shaw played by the way to Sterling wow yeah Oh, he's a, Shaw's one of those players. He, he can be really, really good. Anyway, uh, and it's a label of the point of that, but he, uh, Walker's obviously going to go. Dyer in the middles, much Always going to go. Maguire is pretty much always going to go. So Stones. And then it's like whether you, you know, obviously Trent is a conversation. Mm. Has to be, you know, I mean, I, I'd, I'd still definitely take him, but uh, he doesn't really fit this system too well. But if, we, if we're if we chasing a game and we go to a back four, or for example, yeah. playing a team like Iran or whatever else, like actually he's he's somebody that, can get a bit more license. It's one of those, if we're playing an Iran, for instance, like you say, um, they're going to be probably trying to just catch us on the counter, um, which again, I know Trent does struggle at times, but I think his strength in that game is going to have so much possession if he can just get that ball in the box for uh, Kane to get... Yeah, 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 Kane to, to pick up. Yeah, Scott's clear clearing his throat for podcast listeners. Sorry about that. I don't know so, if choking on thin air. But yeah, i i think you would take him anyway. Mm. Um tomorrow what's the point in taking Tamori, Gay? If you yeah. if you're gonna put do you know what? I've always bat Southgate, you know that. If you're gonna put him in a squad, play him. Why are we not seeing Tamori playing? Especially against Italy. Well, when he's he, he. I know, especially when his home ground. But like, I, I think Southgate was just trying to play a team to get some momentum. I think yeah. he was trying his. But I think that's quite quite clearly his favorite team. Yeah. Near enough, give or take a player that he started, um, and then other players like Saka, and Mount coming on were trying to make an impression on it. I mean, there's there's all, there's almost zero doubt it's Rice and Bellingham in midfield. Um, that's those two are always going to be the two picks. Yeah. Um, Phillips isn't going to play enough for City which was why we all called this beginning it's a terrible move for him before the World Cup going to City like he he needed to go for me it would have been a better move for him to get loaned back to Leeds for six months or something mm-hmm. for his World Cup hopes but obviously he doesn't want that; wants his career progression I totally get it this is the way it goes isn't it and also you'd have hoped he'd have got some minutes but then he's been injured with all the fixtures um, Henderson has to go I think he's a really good, I think he's a good player in the team as well um, I know that's a tiny bit debatable, but I think he will. And like you know, Mount will go, Foden will go, Sack will go, Grealish will probably end up going, even if he doesn't really play for um, play for his club well, that much. He's he's, he's finally coming into a better form, hasn't he, Grealish? So yeah, you know, he, he played well in the last prem game, and I must say, when he came on against Italy, he, he looked the best player on the pitch. Yeah. And uh, and Kane and Sterling are obviously going. You know, Abraham's a, Abraham's a debate. I didn't put Rashford in here actually, and Sancho, um, two players. That, I, I typed this up last night I passed eleven, so I was knackered. So I even missed my own two United players off. But um, but Rashford and Sancho have got to be uh, in the, in the mix, I think, because I think they've both played really really well in the last yeah. six games for Man United. They've won five so. of five of the last six United. The only mm-hmm. game they lost was on that ridiculous match against Sociedad when the Queen had literally died two hours before. And it was the weirdest match I've ever watched of football. Um, I almost felt like I shouldn't be watching it. It was really weird um, how it made everybody uh, feel um, that way about it. Um, but for me, R- Rashford's in over Abraham if they're going to play it that way at the moment. He's in better form, I think. Um, but there's. Uh, uh, what, what's your What's your take on the on the the people on on the outside of the squad? Uh, just to name a, a couple of others. Jared Bowen, someone else to um, to throw in there. Ben White. I think, yeah, I think players that haven't played. So, Jack Harrison, not no idea why he's on this uh, graphic. I guess that was Tom that asked for him to be on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, ridiculous that he's on here. Um, <laughs> been pretty good this season, but yeah. never never played for England. Uh, never going to come in now for a World Cup unless we have a barrage of injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Ben White. I, I I do like Ben White just because he can play a few different positions. I think he's got like Tony is again never going to go to the World Cup now. Not yeah. play, you know he's 100%. he's not going to play him in these two games. He's not going to go to the World Cup. Ollie Watkins for me needs to catch fire. I think uh, it, for me it'd be out of like Ollie Watkins, Abraham. Um, if someone catches like fire and m- maybe like a, a Rashford or a Sancho can can go into that forward category as yeah. well. Um, but, yeah, the people that I've never played, really, like JWP, he's not going uh, World Prize. Uh Bowen can, because, again, he, he's been in England squads before. So I think he could, If again, if he catches the kind of form that he had last season, he, he is one that can come in. Um, Jordan Henderson, is that on the bench? Or Dean Henderson? That's Dean Henderson. Or oh, Dean, yeah, Dean Henderson. Um, he's probably yeah. the only other, only other keeper that stands a chance, the isn't it? he? Yeah, whatever. Um
1: and it,
0: I, James Madison was somebody else that I wanted to make sure I mentioned I yeah, haven't written on again, this list. It's it's a big six weeks, isn't it, for certain players. If they have absolute worldies and like scoring every week and assisting every week, he has to take that player because there'll be uproar if he doesn't. But if no one, if one just keeps doing what they're doing, I think that squad we've got there is pretty much going to be the squad, isn't it? He's, he's, he's not going to... Test too much now. We can't test at all, Kenny. Before before we play a run, yeah. So uh, it, yeah. it it I I agree. It feels feels very much like you know, give or take one or two players, it's going to be this way. But I wanted to wanted to have that conversation anyway because I, I think it's just very topical. So you know, get in touch with us if you want to let us know your thoughts. Um, you know, drop us a message and whatever else. Because yeah, genuinely, I think it's quite an interesting conversation to have, and also be interesting for us over these next. I mean, I assume the squad will be announced game week fourteen, fifteen. Probably before, because um, there's only week I think between game week sixteen and the and the first match. I think so. It's crazy how close it is. That'd be um, really interesting if they announced the squad before the last Premier League game. I think they'll That'll have to really looking at the weird. squads. I think they'll have to look at just just looking at the <laughs> the, um, the how close it is together. It'll be very close. I mean, they That'll might be interesting not though, but... because you know some players are going to be pulling out of tackles. That's that's very true, isn't it, actually? Yeah, they won't want to. They definitely won't want to be getting injured, will they? Um, fine. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've done other international teams form. We've looked at the World Cup, and uh, that's all the uh, the international. Oh, I was googling the uh, the new Brighton manager. I what did the, the same thing. He's got a decent record, has not he? <laughs> he has. I was quite surprised by the Brighton managers. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's let's just talk about Deserby, shall we? Uh, very briefly, he um, deserves a uh, mention, doesn't he, on the pod? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Here he is. Five things you need to know about the new manager. And I don't want sports brief to give me some cookies. Um, But uh, even though I'm kind of hungry. There you go. Uh, Yeah, he managed Shakhtar beforehand. Um, He's heavy heavy metal possession based football. Apparently Mm. he's quite an attacking manager. Um, Apparently Juventus were showing interest in him. Um, Yeah, he's he seems like a, a relatively decent fit. Even though apparently his formations he plays tend to not be the same as what Brighton doing, so. But I don't mm. think they'll change much of what Brighton have done, really. I think um, he was going to win the league, wasn't he, with Shaq's? I think there was crews into that before. Yeah, um, there the, the the were miles ahead. Here. Yeah, before, before Putin rocked up invading countries uh so i think it'd be interesting brighton are definitely a wait and see at the moment because when i was looking at the fixture difficulty ratings from now until um game week 16 which for some reason is taken me back to game week 14 i'm doing lots of clicking about for the youtube watchers so i'm really sorry uh, but game week 16 brighton are right down at the bottom. Uh, of the fixture ticker, Liverpool away, Spurs, Brentford away, Forest at home, City away, Chelsea at home, Wolves away, and then Villa. Yes. It's a tough run of games. I'd be staying clear, to be honest, of of Brighton. Brighton assets. Um, new managers in in general, Scott. We'll touch on those as a, as one of the main talking points. Um, the before we move on to to Chelsea and Potter, um, and obviously Thomas Tuchel going. Uh, they they still haven't um, hired a Bournemouth manager. I felt like I'd missed something because I thought Bournemouth surely have hired someone, but they must have been really annoyed with Scott Parker. Yeah. it <laughs> must have been That must have been like a brought into the office the next day, you're gone, mate, bye. We haven't got any yeah. plan. Because <laughs> it feels that way, doesn't it? Oh, 100% does, doesn't it? I mean, there was a lot of talk about back rooms, fallouts, wasn't there? And he was making jabs at them, not getting in plays and et cetera. Um, and I know, like, I don't know if I mentioned some on previous podcasts, I know, like, even though they got promoted, he didn't have 100% support of the fans yeah. just because they, they nearly bought a promotion last year. So, I mean, Gary O'Neill's done well, hasn't he? He yeah. got nominated for manager of the month. I know it was two games, but I think he won one, drew one. Yeah, something, something like that. It, and he it came back from 2-0 down to beat Forest 3-2, someone. Yeah. Something, something it like Forrest. that. Was it Forest? I think it was for... Um, but they... Um, but they... Uh, yeah, I... Gary O'Neill's been mentioned Chris Wilder uh, Sean Dice. Chris Wilder's uh, weird I know but have you seen like <laughs> he's You've doing he, terrible was... <laughs> well it's weird because in some some papers are like Wilder's nailed on and none of the people have said Wilder's out never never ever taken it it's I, I did a bit of research on it last night and the publications are really really crossed it feels like surely it's Gary O'Neill looking at the at the conversations that have been happening yeah but um but yeah Chris Wilder's been there and it was either that or Sean Dice of our as 20 to 1 Hell um nice. but uh yeah that I mean the usual Red Rednap John Terry and Woodgate I mean just people who <sighs> had never taken everything Woodgate's at Bournemouth oh well Woodgate was a Bournemouth manager wasn't he yeah He did it for a little while, Uh, but yeah, it's it's O'Neill probably, and then or or I thought was going to Danish was someone I thought it might potentially be, Um, but there you go. So um, those are the odds there, and Bournemouth at top of the fixture ticket from game weeks nine till sixteen. They've got the best fixture run. I've seen a lot of Dominic, Solanke. Shh. I've seen a lot of people mention Solanke as a third striker at five point seven million. And I mean, don't get me wrong, if you're gonna rotate him a little bit, it's okay. I mean, they've got Brentford at home, Leicester at home, Fulham away, Southampton at home. Those next four games are almost as good as it gets. Um in terms of from attacking perspective, then West Ham Spurs, uh, which aren't that easy, and then Leeds and Everton. I mean, they've just got a really good run of fixture. So if, if you did want to go for Solanke as a third striker, you know, it's not a bad option, but I wouldn't go as far to say it was a good option. How many the goals they um, got this year? One. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel like a lot. Um, yeah, one. Yeah. So it just it, it's all a bit. You know he, he's being mentioned because I think people are really struggling with that third striker. and what I will say if you're struggling with your third striker, um, don't have one. <laughs> just go for five in midfield yeah. and then rotate uh, your defender with your fifth midfielder. play a four, play a four, four, two, stroke, three, five, two. And and just go for it that way, and just do Haaland and Mitrovic. It's not a problem. It's um, I, I've seen a lot of people really because of, we did the statistics on strikers, didn't we previously? And you know they've done really really well this season. But don't try shoehorn Tony into your team if you if you you don't really want to. I mean, Bournemouth away, fine, good fixture. Newcastle not easy away. Um, Brighton at home not easy. Chelsea at home not easy. So from ten through to twelve, not easy fixtures at all. Villa Wolves Forest. 13 through 15. Okay. They're all right. Interesting. That that filler, filler fixture is red. It's a weird. weird. Uh, and then um, City away in game week 16. So they've only really got a run of... They've got game week nine, then they've got 13, 14, 15 probably as decent fixtures. And Wolves have got one of the best defences in the league. So technically, they've only really got three fixtures and one's in 9, 13 and 15. So... Don't try shoehorn Tony in if you don't need to. Just save a bit of money, have it in the bank. Because um, I'll, um, I'll 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 touch on this now. So fixture runs from now until game week sixteen. So uh, Bournemouth have a decent run the whole way. Uh, so do West Ham, other than game week twelve, which is Liverpool away. I mean, they don't run. They really have Man United away in game week fourteen, but that game can go either way. But they've got a really really good run. So maybe maybe two tougher fixtures, but. They're spaced out, so don't worry about that. Um, Leicester, their run is pretty much amazing Bar City at home in game week 14. I know the form's not been incredible, obviously, the bottom of the league with one point, in, but they, they've they got the ability to do it. I've, I've no they doubt looked, about um, it. They're scoring goals, Stump. They look good. Um, they look uh, better the last game. It's the, played. Was it West Ham? When Spurs, it was Spurs, wasn't it? Spurs, yeah. You're right, Yeah, Son. Yeah, it's got a million goals. Leicester just quit, didn't they? With twenty minutes to go, and some decided to get nineteen points all. But you look at Leicester, and I still think they can they can score goals. It's I've seen a few people do the Ward and Everson double up on their wild cards for goalkeepers. I mean, it's not it's not a terrible thing to do, but it's also not a very good thing to do. (laughs) <laughs> um, but at the same time you're saving money and and then you know I think people have been nervous about the Pope and Trippier double up and they've just been you know, really, really wanting Trippier in their team so they've been doing that but anyway more on fixture runs uh, Newcastle they've got a, a good run they've only got game week 11 Man United away 13 Spurs away and then Chelsea game week 16 other than that Fulham, Brentford, Everton Villa and Southampton so they've got a good really good run disappointed he's out because I was happy having him as a bit of a differential up front but there you go um, Palace 10 through 16. So they've got Chelsea at home next, which is tough, but then they've got a great run 10 through 16. All of those games are, are fantastic. So looking at Zaha and sometimes potentially a defender, Fulham game weeks nine through 14, fantastic. Um, then saving money and putting having a bit of money in the bank, I don't think that's a bad move at all because Liverpool's run from game week 12 through to 16. I know they've got Spurs away in 15, but they've got West Ham game week 12, Forest game week 13, Leeds game week 14, and Southampton game week 16. They've got Brighton Arsenal and City before then. So in my wildcard, I had no Liverpool. If you're wildcarding this week again, having no Liverpool is totally fine. Um, the the template seems to be to have Trent and either Salah or De Bruyne in your team um, for, for wildcard I've seen on Twitter. I'm going to have none of them in my team this week because I don't think any of them are the right move personally. Um And I feel a lot of people are a bit scared of not having them uh, because of obviously how, well, explosive they can be. uh, And also about using transfers up further down the line. But I think having a bit of money in the bank is not a problem at all because you might want to upgrade to Salah or to Trent uh, game week 12 and you get three games, I think, to look at them where they're not going to... I personally think they'll hurt you massively not having them in those three games. But famous last words. Uh, manchester city um you never not having Harland at the moment anyway because he's just in ridiculous form um and they play manu and southampton in the next two which anything can happen uh they then they have a really interesting couple of games liverpool away nobody in game week 12 and then brighton at home in game week 13 so what a lot of people will have are three Two two city assets or three city assets. If you have two city assets and let's say a Martinelli in game week 12 when Arsenal and City don't play each other and they blank, then I've had a, a few. Uh, I had one question, a few questions. I had one question about who would you sacrifice? And it all depends about who you've got the most value in, um, who you can buy back the easiest and who you can replace the easiest. I don't think it would ever be Haaland you'd sell. It'd be between Martinelli and Cancello. Um, And I think there seems to be a relatively easy move from Cancelo to um, Trent if you wanted to in game week 12. Just, you know, then you wouldn't get Cancelo back, obviously. But that's something that we'll be able to do. But just watch it. And when you're putting your wildcard teams together, I've seen a few people with Saliba, Martinelli, Cancelo, De Bruyne and Haaland. Again, not a problem, but you've got five players that won't play in game week 12. So you have to then have a look at how your team's going to be structured going into that. Because if you've got five players then you need to realistically transfer at least two of them out in game week, 10, 11 or 12. So that's two of your three next free transfers taken up, getting rid of players that you brought in on a wildcard. So again, I, I, I'd be very careful of that, making sure you don't have more than four uh, players from those teams. Um, and why would you want Arsenal assets anyway, really, with their fixtures? you know, Spurs and Liverpool, yeah, they have leads away, but then they blank. So uh, I, those next two games, I know they're both at home. They're not teams I'm going to be flocking to Arsenal for. Dear God, give me some Arsenal assets against Spurs and Liverpool. <laughs> Just not going to do that. So um, if you're going to go without anything, that's fine. I, I'd, I'd be, I'd potentially be looking to uh, to be with uh, without Arsenal. Where are you where are you at the moment, Scotty, in terms of City and Arsenal players? Have you got them? City and Arsenal? Yeah, I've got three City. <laughs> um yeah. and one Arsenal. So but I think my plan is this week anyway, I'm getting rid of Martinelli this week for um Mali Ocean or Zaha, one or the other. Um not sure which one yet. Uh, oh, yeah. maybe a Bowen if I'm feeling a bit fruity. Um but yeah, I've got again loads of money in the bank. I've got like six million in the bank, isn't ridiculous? So um yeah, I definitely want to get rid of I know they didn't have Martinelli in my wildcard, but mm-hmm. figured I'd just have a roll of dice with him for one week. He didn't do a lot. Uh, and they beat Brentford 3 0. So it it felt kind of Yeah, it felt, it it felt, that, yeah, it felt yeah. a little bit unlucky that. Not to yeah. get any 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 returns, but um, it's just the way but, that the the cookie crumbles. Well, yeah, year. I'm quite happy to have my free. I can't even say we're not going to have an Arsenal asset anyway, and it'll probably be potentially, or there'll be Harlan and the Bruyne probably start my bench in game week twelve. Because um, I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll probably get Cancelo out and get training that week. Mm-hmm. It's and then obviously depending on form, it might be a salary for De Bruyne situation. If if he's Eventually, looking good, yeah. if he's looking good again. If not, then maybe just the Diaz uh, again. If he's looking good, yeah. um, but again, I Again, think... like you say, that's why I wanted the money in the bank. That's why I've not gone kind of too giddy uh, with everything. So I want to I want to make those moves if they if they're there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's the uh, the right thing to do. Uh, just a couple more fixture runs to cover Everton, I think either game week 12 or 13 to game week 16. They've got a good, good sort of finishing off run. Wolves, game week's 11 to 14 or 11 to 15. Again, decent run. Um, but the other ones to take into account from game week nine are Leeds, who have uh, a really good run, actually, from nine through 13. They have got Arsenal in game week 11, but Villa, P- Palace, Arsenal, Leicester and Fulham, Liverpool in game week 14, but then Bournemouth in 15 and Spurs in 16. So I've been a lot of people with like someone like Sinistera in their team, uh, maybe an Aronson. Uh, Don't forget th- that Jack Harrison, that guy oh, who's course. going to the World Cup. Yes, Jack Harrison, of course. Um, but these, I, I I do think Leeds players should be on your radar, maybe for one of them from an attacking perspective to, uh, to, to gamble on and um Sinisteras uh, returned ten points in game week five and five points in, in game week six. So he's someone that that looks pretty good. Um Aronson uh, in his last four has got two returns, a goal and an assist. So they're not gonna they're not massively explosive, but again, doesn't look too they look like players that, that could give you options and they're decent value. Sinistera at six point five and uh, Aronson at five point five and they're both um, less than 1.5% owned, so couple maybe potentially a couple of differentials. Chelsea are really interesting. They've probably got the best four fixtures out of anybody, Palace, Wolves, Villa and Brentford, before they play United, Brighton and Arsenal and Newcastle, which is a tough four games. But the next four games, uh, I'm going to be doubled up on Chelsea and i have Reese James and Sterling. I'm going to be captaining Sterling this week. You're taking uh, out the Bruyne this week then? Bruin is out for me this week. Wow. Against your boys. Backing your boys. Backing my boys. Uh, And then, yeah, going to. uh, Then, this is one of the other things you need to do. You need to have a look at your captaincy. So, when it comes down to game week, uh, so people will still captain Haaland this week, or some probably the most captain player, because he's playing Man United at home. And, you know, that's just fine for Haaland, really. Big derby. He'll love it. He can't wait to play them. And I'm sure he'll deliver a goal at some point. For game week 11, it's Liverpool away. Game week 12, it's a blank. So, those are the only two game weeks where you won't captain Haaland, certainly, I think. So, you need to look at your other premium being a player that has good fixtures in 11 and 12. And this is why I'm moving away from De Bruyne and moving to Sterling. So, this week I'm going to captain Sterling uh, against, Man United, against Man United, against Crystal Palace. And then I've got. I'm going to captain him against Villa, and I'm going to captain him against Brentford in those games. And give give or take, there, there is there is a chance that I'll captain Mitrovic um, uh, in the game he has. He's got Bournemouth at home and then Villa at home in those two game which is a chance, but I'm bringing Sterling in for this reason. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit here and 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 bang on about Chelsea being. In, in incredible form, but this is where Sterling is a player that he can really go off against teams that aren't very good. Um my reservations are that they lost to Southampton 2 1 away and they lost to Leeds 3 0 away and they're away games. And uh, they did they did beat Everton uh, away. It's a tough game to go to Palace, you know I also think any any game away at Palace is that small small pitch. Mm, I do. Brave. Brave Alex. I just think that it's an opportunity this week to do something a bit different. Yeah, I think if I was in your position, I would. And because hopefully... it's not a massive gamble. It's not really a gamble really at all. But it's calculated, isn't it? It's not yeah, like and... you're going for like James Ward, prowse captain. Like exactly. that. And I've, I have got Haaland. Yeah. That, that's the, the other thing as well. Um, and I think so... he's going to get sent off against Manu, you know? I'd hope so. I think he's going to lose his head. Uh, Sterling's got twenty-five points in his last three games. So I feel like he's a player that's in decent form. He's less than ten percent owned. I need to have a differential to to, to catch that. Wow. Is he always misses he he never scores in the big games, Scott. <laughs> He never delivers in the big games, but he will in these other ones. But I, I, yeah, so I completely agree. I think Palace isn't the easiest game in the world, but I'm, I'm happy with him against these other teams. So when you're contemplating a wildcat in game week nine, you need to think about who's going to be your captain in game week 11 and game week 12. And game week 12 could be Salah, West Ham at home. Easy. But you're not going to captain Salah against Man City at home in game week 11. So... You'd have to think about other options, and that's why some people have looked to Harry Kane uh, or even Human Son now. Everton at home in game week eleven, so that's another option, something that you could end up going for. But the fixtures surrounding that are Arsenal, Brighton, and Man United all away, and then Newcastle at home. So I don't like Spurs as fixtures. Um, I think that's where this is where the, the captaincy matrix. This is where you, you're doing a captaincy matrix for me is really important. Now, th- this is when you're thinking about your transfers, you need to think about your captain um, moving forward. And if you've run a wild card, you've got a bit of a free hit at making sure that you've done that. So do a captaincy matrix, know who you're going to captain in 11 and 12 and you're not captain in Haaland. It's just a a really, really key bit of advice. Um, that's not me telling you which players to pick, just actually how to think about things moving forward. So uh, yeah, you can can actually listen to that piece of advice. <laughs> Not worry about the players to pick from this season. Um, yeah, Forrest have got a good run. Uh, and, and then Arsenal have got a bit of a hit and miss one from for the, from after the next couple of games. So I won't worry about them too much. So for me, I'm looking at uh, a wildcard template right now if the people would be Pope or someone like Geiter, or maybe even Fabianski or Sarr if you wanted to and Ward as your backup or Everson. And then at the back, it would be um, Reese james for me, is is the only one that's really nailed. I like Cancelo. I've got Cancelo. Uh, also, like Trippier, maybe a Palace defender or a West Ham defender. Looking at their statistics, they've got the third best expected goals conceded this season, even though they're really well not doing well at all. They've they've been on good form. And then you know, budget William seems to be like the one, someone like that. Maybe even you potentially go Emerson, but just have a quick look into Emerson because I did hear on one podcast that you shouldn't go for him and I don't actually really know why. So I think I missed something there. So have a look into uh, to Emerson. And then midfield, Zaha, Madison, Sinistera, Pereira for a budget, something like that. I mean, Sinistera is just, a, just an example budget player. Uh, and then uh, I've, I'd go for Sterling um, as your but um, like premium in that position. But you could also look at someone like Son if you wanted to. But I, I, I worry about his minutes still. Um, but the other midfield... Premium kind of needs to be the person you're considering for captaincy, unless you're going for Haaland and Mitrovic up front and you're comfortable captaining Mitrovic against Bournemouth at home and then Villa at home, which isn't a bad decision at all. That's something that it would, if he's on good form at that point, um, those are two of the best fixtures in the league in terms of attacking perspective. So going for someone who's on form again there is uh, is spot on. And then plus one up top. So um, I'd have a keeper and ward, James... Uh, Plus a, f- a few others, Cancelo probably in there. Zaha, Madison, plus a few others, and then Haaland and Mitrovic. Uh, the rest of them are all uh, kind of up for grabs. Scotty, your uh, your take on on the fixtures? So you've had a bit a bit of time to have a have, have a look at them. Uh, so I know you've yeah. not looked at anything <laughs> international an break. It's no, in terms of not look, not look at anything. You know me, I look about twenty minutes before the deadline in panic. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I, I think we were saying before before the deadline, like you know you have got to be looking at your West Ham and Palace players. Especially in that midfield for me, so uh, keep an eye on keep an eye on how you sort of your mid-range players do because that's where a lot, a lot of your differential points will come from. Um, yeah, um, again, doing this podcast has opened my eyes a bit, you know, about the Man City situation and especially the Arsenal one as well. You want to be not making sure you've not got you've not got too many of those players. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting because West Ham started the season pretty poor, Palace. Not done. They've done all right, but nothing amazing. And Leicester, obviously, really poor. Now they've all got a really good run of fixtures. It'd be really good to see which players now, over the next couple of game weeks, come into, you know, the forefront a little bit. Um, So, yeah, a couple of players to keep an eye on. I know for me, Bowen, Madison, Zaha, the decision there going forward. So, yeah, interesting few game weeks coming up. And, uh, yeah, some big calls to be made it looks like no doubles are going to happen before the world cup either uh, all the all of the games have been <laughs> scheduled yeah all the games have been scheduled uh, tv wise so it looks like we're kind of set um for where the, how the fixtures are going to play out obviously like i said to you before there were three games that weren't televised um going to be televised that got cancelled so i mean they could just be fit in anywhere uh, slotted anywhere either, but it- I mean what will we'll, we will see I think that's a bit of a, a to be confirmed uh, on that one for me one, one thing as well I would say is if you're looking at Isaac if you've got him in panicking uh, about like he's got you know it, he's not out for a long period of time um how lucky you would bring in are you going to play them this game week? if the answer is no, what's the point in wasting the transfer on him keep him he's likely probably going to be back next week so mm-hmm. that's one thing I would look at as well. I agree. Don't panic and waste a transfer. And don't panic and waste a transfer on Nathan Patterson if he sat on your bench. He was going to sit on your bench anyway. So he's yeah. just going to sit on your bench and be injured uh, instead. So don't worry about it. Don't panic with that. Don't, don't, don't change the plan. Um, so I wanted to quickly uh, have a, a look at our... Um, I know we've, we've talked, talked a lot there. So before we get on to um, just looking at the fixtures and captaincy and, and talking about the deadline, I uh, did have a look at what our table predictions were going to be at the beginning of the season. Which I thought was quite interesting. Has that not come up? That's not come up. Uh, let me. Oh, has that gone off? Let me find it. Hold on. Uh, let l- let me find the table prediction. I'll, I'll I'll come back to that in a second. Um, but yes, I want to have a look at our tables. Oh, is that? Can you see that? Yep, can see that oh, now. Yep. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Well, I, I think that's probably a, a bit of a better view anyway than what we were what we were doing before. Um, so I, I don't know what your your new table prediction would be, but I'll quickly have a look at um, have a look at mine compared to what I thought. So um, I had City, Liverpool, Spurs, Man U, Chelsea, and uh, Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham. I've gone City, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man U, Chelsea, and Newcastle, and then West Ham. So um, I still think Newcastle West Ham will turn it round, but uh, I think Newcastle will qualify for Europe over West Ham now. Uh, I moved Brighton up a place. Um, Brentford up from being relegated. I thought they'd get relegated. I was wrong. Uh, I think this season, I've stuck Bournemouth and Southampton in there with Forrest now. I thought Forrest would just survive. So only a few minor changes. The main main big drop would be really Leicester by about five places, six places. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, it's relatively similar. Tom went for Liverpool to win the league and now he's going for Liverpool to come fourth. Uh, City, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manu, and Newcastle he had, and now he's gone City, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, Manu, and, and Newcastle. And he thinks Leicester will go down with Forest and Bournemouth rather than Brentford. Uh, Scott, you had City, Liverpool, Spurs, Manu, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Leicester. I'm assuming the Leicester prediction is going to change, but yeah, any other changes rest... to the top? top? Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, I think Arsenal are going to fall off. They've got a really hard run of fixtures now. Man, Man City, yeah, win a league. Liverpool second, Spurs third. I think Man U, yeah. Man U can grind to fourth. A lot of chasing in Chelsea. So fifth. And mm-hmm. Arsenal, yeah, they're going to drop off and finish sixth. But I think it'll be really close. Yeah, Leicester, Watland down a few places. I don't, definitely don't think they're going to go down. Maybe wrong. Tom might mm-hmm. not to be a genius. But too, too much quality in that team to go down. And I know we've said that about teams before. One being Leeds United, West Ham mm-hmm. in the past. But yeah, I think they're just too they're too good to go down. Um too much quality in there. And I think if they keep Brendan, I think that would be smart as well. Over uh, the next obviously nice run of fixes the next few games, big few games for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, bottom three. Uh yeah. i I mean Southampton have started well, haven't they? Yeah. So I I've a, kept them in there, i have being a bit stubborn, really.
1: Yeah, uh, so am <laughs> I. I'm
0: gonna be stubborn and keep them in there. Uh, just because Whoa. I look at the other teams and think Brentford, Fulham, Leeds, Palace. They'll all stay up. I'd whack Everton down a couple of places. Um, I'd maybe swap Everton and Leeds now, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. Uh, but I think they'll stay up as well, Everton. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I would bring Leicester down a lot and I would bring Villa down a fair bit and put so Newcastle you, up. You think Newcastle will be seventh? Um, or do I you think, think it would be Newcastle West Ham. Newcastle will be seventh, yeah, yeah. I think it will be, yeah. And in terms of our top scoring assets, uh, you went Salah, Sal- Sal- Son, and Kane at the beginning of the season. I'm obviously assuming that you're probably replacing uh, Son with Haaland, maybe. And then, but what do you think? Do you like, it, it, do you think they're going to be? I don't remember even doing that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I look back at our predictions. <laughs> so did you? Uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, we did, did um, a game, game week one podcast. I was like, I thought Sal- like, and also... Kane. Oh yeah, get um, I would get yes, Sonny out now and get yeah, Harland in there. Yeah, yeah. I was uh. Salah, KDB, and Kane, and and now that's probably going to be Haaland. Uh, I still think Kane will probably end up being up there. And I, I, for KDB, I, I might end up replacing Salah with him. But Salah, that feels really dangerous, doesn't it, uh, dropping yeah. these guys. But hey, it's always fun to, to look back at these. Um, and and just, just finally, before we have a look, at because um, we're running a little bit shorter on on, on time so I'll, uh, I'll before we just finally have a look at the fixtures your thoughts on Potter to Chelsea and Tuchel being sacked yeah uh, surprised you yeah. know not surprised that Chelsea did it uh, they're a club that don't really give the managers any time and that's been the case since Roman Ranovic has come into the club and to be fair even before that, that I feel like growing up Chelsea have always been a club that I've not really given the time Obviously, we've grown up in the era as a Wenger and uh, Ferguson. I swear, like every other club kind of just change all the time. Mm-hmm. Surprised, not surprised that they got Potter in. I think he deserves it. He deserves the opportunity. Um, it's a bit of a risk for him. Um, he was, you know, nothing really to lose at Bryan, so to speak. Um, everything he does, anything he does when keeping him up is really, is really going to be on expectations. So big pressure on him interesting to see how he does he's got a couple of players he's worked with before there um so yeah we don't i mean we've only had what one game is it so far mm-hmm. two games yeah one one, one game, game in the one game. champions league wasn't it um yeah i think it's good um but if, if, from an england perspective a bit annoying at the same time because Southgate will be leaving after the World Cup, won't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, unless, he wins, unless he wins. In fact, even if, even if he even wins if the he World wins Cup, it, I think he'll leave. Um, yeah, so I, I think agree. this is definitely his last World Cup. Um, it's just a shame because I think Potter would be the go to guy. I completely agree. That's exactly the thought process I had. I, I don't know who else. Right now, for me, I would put in there, and I and I'm a bit biased in the sense that I really want an English manager to be a manager of the England team. And like, don't get me wrong, you know, there's managers like Pochettino out there, someone like Tuchel out there. These these managers are are really top top level managers, but I just want an English manager to win the World Cup with England. Like, I just, it's just my anyway, whatever. Bit biased on that one. Is an English manager going to win the Premier League for the first time? That'll be interesting. Mm, very interesting good old it's just the Scottish they're just so good Yeah, um, toss-up between him and Lampard this season isn't it <laughs> Lampard. so you, Lampard's 11-1 to, to be the next England manager just please be a god is that, oh. Rooney being the manager if we going down yeah. that route yeah so would I um, <laughs> I don't want any of them to be um, so deadline early kickoff. Arsenal-Spurs uh, Saturday the 1st of October deadline is 11am on that Saturday so it's a Saturday deadline Arsenal-Spurs, then we have Bournemouth-Brentford, Palace-Chelsea, Fulham-Newcastle, Liverpool-Brighton, Southampton-Everton, and then the evening game is West Ham-Wolves. Then we have the Manchester Derby, followed by Leeds against Villa on Sunday, and Monday night football, Leicester against Forest, which I'm, I'm looking forward to that Monday night football, because yeah, I think anything can happen in that game. Mm. And, and I feel like I'm just looking forward to watching a Monday night football again. I, I enjoy watching Monday night football, even if, it, even if it's just on, on a bit on a repeat. At some point, I'll just enjoy it. Uh, Captain seat this week. Um, no problem whatsoever going with Haaland against United at home. Um, I think if you've got Salah in your team going against Brighton's also okay at home. Yeah. I think it's a t- t- touch. We, we never know what this Brighton team's going to deliver. Um, I think going for Chelsea against Palace is, with a new manager bounce and everything else is okay. Uh, a bit of a gamble, but it's all right. And then... Um, I, I, that that seems. To, I feel like this week's there's no real like amazing standout captain. No. Um, I, if you wanted to go with anyone as a differential, you can do. Uh, Leicester are playing Forest. You know, if you wanted to go nuts and go for a Madison or something, <laughs> he's fit. You yeah, know, Vardy. Like, yeah. Poor Vardy's not getting picked as much. I mean, no, normally that honestly that I looked at. Normally Vardy would be somebody I'd consider, but mm-hmm. just he's just not even he's not close close enough to it this season. Um yeah, I think generally speaking, this week is one of those weeks where you can take a bit of a gamble on your captain and uh, it shouldn't hurt you too much if you get it very, very, very wrong. Um, But then we've got a, a Saturday deadline the week after and then we've got a Friday deadline the week after that before we have midweek madness on everything's on prime. So as you can see, I'm just flicking through here. That's game week 12. Give me 13s a Saturday deadline, 14s a Saturday deadline, 15s a Saturday deadline, 16s a Saturday deadline. Every single one now moving forward has had their TV fixture scheduled, so I'd be surprised if there's any any double game weeks. Um, So just take them out of your mind moving forward, and and uh, and you know you never know if they. We'll we'll just have to deal with them when they arrive. And to be honest, if the double game weeks, they'll probably be for like uh Palace and everyone will have Zaha anyway against Brighton. Uh they'll be for like Bournemouth or Southampton and you know, don't break your team for a Bournemouth double game week. <laughs> Remember the King and Dennis lot last last season. Jesus, don't lose your mind. So um that we, we, we we're gonna do a little bit more in terms of um positives and negatives for the season, but I think that's brought us pretty much to fifty odd minutes an hour. So uh we'll call it from there and uh, if anyone has any other questions or queries or anything they want to send in then feel free to do so anything that we've not covered off um we uh, didn't get too many questions in this week so uh, i feel like people are still a little bit switched off from uh, from from the international break so um, if you do have any questions uh, moving forward then please feel free you guys uh, make the podcast in the sense that if you uh, do send me a question in then i can uh, yeah i can i can absolutely answer it um just to respond to a couple that came in all from Callum just <laughs> uh will ward ever play football again that was one of his questions uh callum um they have an xg conceded of like 11 this season and have conceded 22 23 so I would not be surprised if everson comes in is football coming home we both think yes and uh we've touched oh. base on international form so thank you very much for sending in those questions <laughs> i guess he said he sent in three so I wanted to make sure i addressed Thanks so much for everyone for listening this week. And uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, green hours all around. Damn right, I need one. And uh, we'll see you all again next week. Bye for now.